So so evil it's beautiful uh welcome folks to the villainous podcast where we face off in a bracket style debate to find out who will be crowned the most villainous of them all uh welcome folks we're excited for this special episode it's been brewing for a couple weeks now so we're very excited um for our panelists this week who are going to be Oh, I'm so excited. I hope you are too. Um, so without further ado, let me introduce you to my two friends this week. Uh, first of all, we have D&D extraordinaire, performing artist, host of the Save the D8 podcast, Evan Christopher. Evan, welcome to the show. Tell us who you're defending today. Oh, uh, today I am uh, defending the great and villainous Professor Patrick Rattigan. Oh, I love it. I love how you roll the R's. Iconic, truly. Uh, yes, Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective, a deep pull book. And also played by the wonderful and great Vincent Price. That is also amazing. He has like a special shout out in the credits, which I love for him. Um, well, thanks for being here. And uh, now let's meet your lovely opponent. The arrogant, greedy, ruthless, no good, phony Robert Bohorquez. Robert, welcome to the show. Hello, that's me. Hi, everybody. And nice to be here. Rob, who are you defending this week? Oh, I'm defending none other than uh, the phony king of England, PJ Prince John. Prince John from the animated from Robin, Hood. Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, this is going to be an exciting show today. Lion versus mouse. I'm very excited to see mm. how that goes. Oh. Um, so just in case this is your first ever episode, I'll explain how it works. We have our very own villainous rubric of evil uh, where we're going to go through piece by piece and debate with each other over design, power, hench people, goal before a face off at the end. Um, I am the be-all, end-all superpower here, deciding factor for who takes home the victories. So you may not ha- agree with me, but it's too too bad, too late. Um, Can I say something real quick? Sure. So I noticed that you just said that this is a lion versus mouse, and that seems uh, like you've already chosen a favorite because <laughs> Radigan is a rat. Sorry. Wait, can I take it again? Let me let me take it's it again. Fine. I just wanted to to call that out for the audience that right. this judge may or may not be impartial. <laughs> There's bias already. Sorry. Uh, we got a sorry. lion versus a thick, meaty rat boy. Dirty <laughs> little know, rat boy. I take offense to that because I say that Robert, you are now using that as a slur against my character, who obviously already views it as a slur already against him because of the iconic slur name of a rat. And so you prefer you are preferring right now to go ahead and push upon this character for that. Listen, All call right? a spade a spade. It's a different species. Hey, 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 hey. If he decides he wants to be known as a mouse, that is his choice. You go ahead and enforcing upon that for his choice of saying that is just making you look more of a villain than even your character is. Don't How about this, a... Don't, think, don't make this an LGBTQIA issue. <laughs> it's not what let's, it is. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say we got a, a little crybaby um, weenie lion boy versus there. a stinky, dirty, thick rat. And see, and I'm fine with that. Hey, love it. 
<laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess we've already jumped into it, but let's jump into our rubric. Our first aspect to look at here today, folks, is the design. So we're going to have Robert start us off here. Rob, talk to me about the design. How do they look? What's their aesthetic? What are their accessories? Are they ferocious? Are they bumbling? Oh. Talk to me about looks. Um, absolutely. I would love to do that. Prince John um, is... He's got a cuddly face. Um, and oh. on top, not only that, we're talking about a uh, a king of England. He is a king of England. And with being king comes, uh, you know, the regality of being a king. He's got gold. He's got the jewels. Solid gold hubcaps. He's got robes and purples and blues. Um, he's got a svelte figure. He's a thin lion. Um, why are you shaking your head? He is spelt. He's thin. Um, and we notice this because he's borrowing his brother, King Richard's crown and the way that it fits the best. Prince John has articulating ears so that the crown will fit on his noble brow. His noble brow. That's true. Um, he's a good looking little spelt boy. Well, I mean, you know, he's a very gaunt character who's extremely malnourished because he's an alcoholic, apparently. At the same time, he resembles well, that of a lion that is has been... Alcoholic. Wait, hey, hey, I didn't interrupt when you were talking, boy. Uh, so you can already tell that he's a lion that has either been neutered or has no testosterone because he has no mane for himself, unlike of that of his brother in the beginning. He also, shaves. He's he not shaves. a king. He's not a king. He's already said he's a phony king of England. At the same time, he does not even present himself as King John, only as Prince John. So though he is not king at all, then at the same time, he wears baby blues to signify his same babyish self because he always seems to call out for his mother while sucking on his thumb when things get too tough. A phony king can, is still a king. Can nope, I just prince. say, though? <laughs> He got the money, though. Yeah. He yeah. got He's, money. He might as well be Scrooge McDuck. He's Honestly, got bags, got sacks, money. piles of gold coins. Um, the dude knows how to accessorize. He's got two fists of rings. Those are sick. Honestly, those those really do do something for me. I'll tell you yeah. what. He's got something of a Midas touch. He surrounds himself with gold. Right. So I guess he's not the most ferocious looking, obviously. Right. He has his moments. He knows how to swing. Oh, we'll get into this later. He knows how to swing a two by four. Oh. The cowardly lion is more ferocious looking than this one. Oh, boy. Well, he grew up in the woods. Prince John grew up in a castle. Obviously, only ever aided by royalty. Silver Spoon, born in his butt, didn't actually <laughs> his butt. earn anything in his life. Listen, that's that's monarchical rules. You can't hold that right. against him. Crisis of circumstance. Interesting. All right. Uh, well, then, if if you're ready, Evan, let's hear about Radigan's look. I want to hear yeah. about how we feel about how this boy looks. Well, Professor Radigan is definitely based off of the arch nemesis of Sherlock Holmes, Professor Moriarty, dressed in all blacks in the Victorian era of 1880. He uh, comes with his own top hat, cane in all blacks with a red inlined coat with an ascot of pink and purple, signifying that not only that, he does have a costume change later when he becomes the king's cons, uh, not the king, the queen's consort, where he's dressed out in all royal purples with his own uh, purple cape adorned with medals, oligor, and his own uh, kingly cap to go mm. forth with it. He got that toupee, though. 
No, no, no. It's called uh, an actual part in the hair. Unlike your um, parting of the hair from your sidelines. Hmm. So he knows how to actually style his hair properly. Um, he wears, I, I couldn't help but notice, he wears a cape, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is... Was the new, style of the time. But we but... learned Incredibles, you know. No cape! It's a bad idea. Sure, he wears a cape, but Boom. that's because he's a noble person and All not right. such a dirty figure as you perceive and call him out to be because you're angry at his intelligence. <laughs> he's a rat dog. I... I think that he he looks he's buff like he really has that buff moment and then he's almost like debonair and then you know we get to the clock tower the big ben scene and it's mm. it is challenging to look at him at that point <laughs> his little gritty little nails haunt me i'll tell you that much oh that's a fair point i mean if you if you look at it for that he is not only strong in mind but strong in actual physical presence he has not only that but a charisma of himself that he comes forth to produce not of that of the um terrible ire that you could would look at a terrible stinking sewer rat and you could say you that only when he uh, is at his wit's end and has decided to give up everything that he has tried so hard to work for. Finally uh, gives in to his own animal instincts and proceeds to beat the shit out of the, the hero, almost killing him. Hmm. Doing ever so much more than Prince John ever fucking could. But well, listen, John he's still rat-sized, really... so... That is know, true. Um, needless scale. to say... I think I've I've gathered enough information to make my ruling for this one. Um, let's see, PJ, I gotta give it up for him for his accessory game. It's on fleek, but that crown don't fit his head, and he do kind of seem <laughs> like. And I don't say this lightly. He does seem like a cuck. Um, sure. And just like, what does that I, make Sir Hiss then? I mean, <laughs> Who I sleeps at the foot of his bed? <laughs> Um, visually, I enjoy Prince John, but I'm not afraid of him. You know, like it doesn't, he's not, he's not making me believe he's more of a villain because of his look, but I do love Mm. his accessories. And for those accessory points, I'm going to give him a six out of 10. That's solidly where I think I have to fix him because I, I, you know, he's a, he's a thumb sucker, you know, (laughs) I have never been afraid of someone with a thumb in their mouth. And he's got a dirty thumb. Dirty thumb. (laughs) um radigan both as his sort of uh debonair self and later when he is like fully like ripped out of his little outfit i'm like very frightened of him as a child it was very unsettling as an adult unsettling um and with that vincent price voice behind it too also makes it like it just it does really work like you look at that man and you're like oh i'm i'm uncomfortable you are not a good dude huh so I'm gonna give him an eight out of ten for that because I'm I'm I mean he is a rat so that's kind of the you know if I was me Alex as a human was looking at this rat I'd probably be like ew but you know I'm gonna yeah. give him an eight out of ten. Uh, so those are my rulings and let's move on to power. Let's talk about abilities. Um, so you know this is not always just magical. It's about political. It's about influence. How they back up their threats that they have and how much power 
uh, they use to support whatever they want to see have happen here. Uh, so let's start this time with Radigan. What is his power? What? Why should we fear his power? Well, as we see in the movie, Radigan is the Napoleon of crime. He is um, extremely intelligent. Um, also, due to his um, due to his size, he's extremely muscular. He's fast. Um, he has gained the majority of control of, you know, those would say of rougher hooligans, right? Of his own like little gang and army. Also has. In fact, even though being a rat has his own pet, a fucking cat. That cat's the fattest I've ever seen in my whole career. I've never been so affronted by an animal. Sure, but we know that he constantly does feed his pet, though, and which keeps him in fear of the rest of his hooligans, right? Who also would not be one to cross him. He is constantly had so many capers that he has become famous all around of England and is constantly thwarting his nemesis, Basil of Baker Street, who can never, ever catch him. Maybe stops a plan or two, but never can stop him. This is a man who is so feared in his own song. By the way, Radigan has two songs in a Disney movie, whereas Prince John doesn't sing a single fucking one. He has a song of him making fun of, whereas Radigan has one praising him, where, in course, they talk about him drowning children and mothers. Widows and orphans. I don't know how many episodes this comment will have to come out of my mouth. There's no musical component to the rubric. Every episode, people bring it back to the song. <laughs> I Well, here's why I say for bringing it back to a song. In a Disney film, if you sing a song, you are considered to be an important character. Mm. PJ ain't an important character. He had a oh, song coming, made fun of him. I'm your ass as soon as I'm, I can here. Yeah. Well, why don't you come for his ass? Okay, I'll start by talking about the songs. Radigan, there's two songs about Radigan, and I can only assume he wrote them himself. This guy, I'm glad you mentioned that he's the Napoleon <laughs> of crime, because this dude is, like, his defining characteristic is actually his fragility and hubris. Um, like, if someone calls him what he is, a rat, and he loses his fucking mind and also feeds the guy to his cat. He's a bad manager with bad... HR skills. Um, he's got a gang that's falling apart by his own hand. Anyways, Prince John has a song that has been written about him because of his villainy. He's terrorizing the citizens of England. Um, and that leads me to his power itself, unchecked political power and influence. He, uh, as far as we know, created the third crusade so that his brother would leave the country um so like that's i mean even as a prince he's still like apparently limitlessly manipulative um and let's um let's also talk about his vocabulary because language skills are important in a leader and villains, I love that. I think yeah. we can assume our leaders of you fuck know. the king's speech, you know. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. <laughs> hot take: that movie's boring as shit. Um, I don't think that's a hot take either. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Let's talk about Prince John's vocabulary. One uh, may know some French. He speaks French in the movie, so that's one. That's he's multilingual, um, and also he's constantly 
um, as he's as he roasts Sir Hiss, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, has has so many words and alliterations for Sir Hiss. We got stupid serpent, reluctant reptile, corpulent cleric, or that's about French. Oh, you but, know you're appealing to my English. Cowardly cobra, right procrastinating now. python, aggravating asps, suspicious snake. This dude knows words. He knows how to use them. He's 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 like Loki. He's like a god of mischief. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> okay, so his power is the ability of alliteration and language and communication skills. Popularly, that's his power. Comparatively, the master of crime. Yeah, that's what well, you're going to tell me. The man, the master of crime's grand plan, which I mean, we'll get there eventually, is to put a robot in place that he can govern through it doesn't which he was able to do we'll get there he was able to do it quite well <clears throat> anyways prince john uh is ruling a country so as soon as uh radigan he's gets ruling off the, my foot as soon as radigan gets off the city council we could talk he was at Bart at one point also ruling the country. I would False. point, in fact, that False. because of this, you could see that Radigan would probably run circles around uh, Prince John just from the sense of intellect of self. Well, Prince John could take one step and Radigan will have to get Prince his John's on got catch pretty up. words, but he ain't got no smart brain, that's for sure. How many times did he get duped? Listen, man, there's plenty of leaders out there with not smart brains, and they make great villains. <laughs> So your leader has the words, the best words, as you say. Don't do this. All <laughs> I right. Used to praise that man on this podcast. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm ready to make my ruling. If you're yeah. ready to hear it, uh, I think uh, Radigan backing up his threats with that fucking meat brick of a cat is <laughs> very strong indeed, and he does. That's a that's a henchman point. I, listen, I'm saying he's backing up his threat with physical violence and mm. also he's kind of a charmer, you know? Like, I'm a little bit like, okay, like Radigan, oh, Radigan, da-da-da-da. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I'll i just add the, you know what? Next round, there will be a musical component because it does get me every time. <laughs> I do enjoy the musical component. Um, so I think that while he's a rat, like he really does seem to have his shit together. So I'm give him an eight out of 10. The PJ argument did not go the way I thought you were going to go in a very good way. Like ah. he really is a ruler. And I do think like on its own, having political power, it makes a strong argument, but adding in the education level of it, of the, you know, he's, He's bumbling, but I wouldn't even consider him to be fully dumb, though. You know, like he he does have language and ability in these things. So I think I'm also going to give him an eight out of ten. So can I offer um, one thing? You may, but my rulings are final. No, no, no. Rulings in final. Um, I would just be saying in a sense of respect. I was surprised Robert didn't bring it up, though. Uh, Prince John was the first one to actually realize during the time that Robin Hood was the stork before anybody else. Even without the sense of hiss, he was able to do that. Yeah. No, I'm I was surprised I was you didn't bring that up. I was waiting for it. Well, I haven't really talked about Sir Hiss yet, have I? You're jumping <laughs> you're jumping ahead. Well, would you like to? Because we're gonna talk hench people right now. Um so talk so what this category entails is who they have, um, how many, are they powerful yeah. or just convenient? Um, are they loyal? 
Do they help the villain? Do they detract from the villain? That sort of thought process. Uh, so, Rob, why don't you start us off here? Talk to us about hench people. Yeah, so, I mean, leading from Prince John's excellent management skills, he surrounded himself with all the entirety of law enforcement, um, which is uh, maybe the most dastardly system ever created. Hot take. A cab. Um, he's got the Sheriff of Nottingham, who has an impeccable sense of hearing. He's got, and the Sheriff of Nottingham even has his own hench people, Trigger and Nutsy, who, you know, oh are loyal. Maybe not the best at their jobs, but they're loyal. They show up. Um, and then, yeah, and then there's the rest of the the muscle that is the rest of the Nottingham law enforcement. There's hippos, there's wolves, there's this alligator running around um, with an axe, and you know is using that axe to maybe oh, wow. cleave children in half. Yeah. Um, which uh, we I skipped over this before, but um, I should have mentioned that you know Prince John probably is starving people to death in prison, <laughs> including children. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and then so there's there's all this there's this entire apparatus of of you know call it legal support muscle um, people that can go and be the muscle that Prince John doesn't have right, um, which is you know supplementing your own capabilities with ones you don't have, and then let's talk about Sir Hiss who is probably the brains of the operation. And he's not the brainiest brains, but he's there and he's ever present. And also, you know, also realized Robin Hood was the stork. Um, and then just got, I mean, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, got shoved into a barrel full of booze. Um, and, you know, I can only assume that they kept this ability in the repertoire after the archery contest. But, um, you know, blow a bubble around his head. His can fly. Um, which, you know, in a surveillance state, that's a skill you want. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, the, 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 the power, the power of political power from Prince John is, is present and utilized perfectly because he surrounded himself with, you know, devoted sidekicks, hench people. He's, he's got his managing game locked down. Well, he does walk in on his top two, Sir Hiss and the Sheriff of Nottingham, shit singing about him. Listen, every job is going to happen. There's not much you can do about it. What matters is that they still show up every day and they do what they're told. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, let's slide on over to Radigan. Radigan has his own personal gang slash army of... Uh, Riverside goons that listen to his every single word and does not ever question him completely in fear and still yet respectful of him in every turn because he, they know that he will get what he wants because he will fuck them up at the same point. He does have his own uh, singular henchman that he goes to fidget who is quite the bumbler one could say, but <laughs> even though as a bumbler is able to still complete every task given to him needs to steal flavisham steals him needs to get the tools the gears get the, gear, the coats get the girls yeah by the way i also noticed that um fidget in that is voiced by a man named candy uh Cotillo, who was oh. also in 
the um, Robin Hood as the alligator, the alligator. Uh, captain of the guard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crossover. Um. So he his henchmen are all pretty much um very capable, even at points able to help capture uh, Basil of Baker Street in the end. In which Basil Baker Street only ends up giving up because he gets depressed because Radigan caught him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even try anything. Radigan is so badass, he doesn't even have to physically fight him in the beginning. He just needs to say, I'm better than you. And the main hero is like, well, I guess you're right. I suck. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. He's always feeding. The guy doesn't know how to. He, he His turnover rate must be through the roof because he's constantly feeding the, the, peop- the gang members that you say are respectful. You know, as soon as they're just like, and he's a rat. Also, that song, Mouse doesn't fucking rhyme with the rest of the lyrics. So what the hell else were they <laughs> he supposed to He was asking say? for it. I'm going to say this, Robert. Not every lyric has to rhyme in a song, all right? You're already trying to go ahead and force your tyrannical views onto people's <laughs> art, and that's not going to work here. Listen, man, I'm just saying that. You're too much into Prince fucking John and pushing your tyranny that I ain't going to allow that to you to just stomp all over this podcast, all right, and push push your, push your just your views on this, all right? Listen, the only tyrant saying- is here is Alex, and you better respect that. Radigan's got a half-ass plan, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's disorganized, and he feeds his own people to his own people. Yeah. And yet he still constantly has them coming in for work. He has completed the Great Ben Caper. He has done the Great <laughs> London Bridge. He has so many that he has completed that has scared the rest of Mousedom. And you're going to fucking tell me that that he has half-baked plans? Go fuck yourself, all right? This is one thing I'm going to fight you on, head course, because his hench people, maybe they are scared, but they are loyal as fuck comparably when, his own, when Prince John will go and shit on him at any course that they can, and once he is out of power, laugh at his ass. If he's still doing these plans, he's got another plan, another plan, another plan. When is one of these plans going to actually make a, a difference in their in their standard of life? I'll give you this. He is one of only a few Disney villains that they had to actually kill off because he's such a fucking villain that there's nothing else they could have done with him. Listen, man, you can either end somebody's suffering or you can... Uh... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Or you can extend it out. And Prince John. Oh, why don't you get some of PJ's big words to help you out? Prince John goes to jail, dog. He's got to live and learn. Radigan gets off too easy. Radigan goes out with a fucking bang, not like a whimper, crying about how he burned down his mama's castle that he inherited because he didn't earn that shit. Like Radigan came up from the streets to where he's at. Man. Your boy, like I he's said, still on the inherited street. his power. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Passionate. I love the passion. <laughs> but the category is hench people, right? And Radigan himself, no one's arguing. This dude it has a bad tood and the chutzpah to back it up. But at the end of the day, you know, his hench people are like a handful of mice, a lizard, and a rat who has one good foot. <laughs> so, like, he's not. He's a bat. You know. Uh, oh, did I say rat? Yeah. I meant yeah. Bat. He's a bat with the one foot and the, like, you know, just a weird kind of attitude. And I, I, you know, you can't be feeding your hench people to your other hench people. That just don't seem to work well. Um, So I have to give him a six out of ten for hench people. I'm sorry. that, But Felicity, that chonkous Felicia, yes, she is. She is monstrous. And I I like her and I support her. 
I still don't see uh, that. Evan didn't even mention her. I, I'm going to say this, you're right? You have you have all of King John's armies couldn't even catch two motherfuckers in a goddamn forest. You just call him King John? Nice. You're coming around. <laughs> Giving him upgrades. Um, I will say this about PJ. He has a fucking squad. Like, his squad has squad. He has some thick boys. Like, they literally stampede. <laughs> And it, it turns to chaos, yes, at the archery tournament. But, you know, that's because it, it's like a whole town versus all these people. Um, they're loyal. And, and I think that they got to give it up for that, you know, because the sheer number of hench people, too, really do push for him. So I am actually going to give him a 9 out of 10 for that one. Like, mm. while PJ himself is not the spiciest in terms of fear factor his squad really is like it's like you guys are inverted of each other you know pj's got the squad and you got radigan's got the nasty tude you know <laughs> um so folks that's, that's gonna bring us down to goal um and the goal is what's the end game for the villain what would happen if they did achieve what they're trying to achieve and is it truly evil uh why do they fail who's the hero of the story and we're amongst friends so i would like to just pause pause it one thing real quick uh uh, we're amongst friends. We're here in the privacy of this podcast. Um, both of the heroes of these movies, they kind of do something for me. I don't know. <laughs> I know we're talking about a mouse and a fox, but like, <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty cute, pretty cool dudes. That's all I'm going to say. I just want to talk about uh, real quick, just briefly, just really want to make sure that people know that. That I have that stance. Anyway, let's talk about the villains' goals and why their heroes stop them. They're really hot little heroes. Well, for the end game for Radigan, Radigan, of course, uh, usurps the tyrannical power of the queen, uh, putting himself tyrannical. in charge, putting himself in charge of Mousedom to go ahead and uh, implement the laws to help bring up the terrible classes structure that the Victorian London era has. Right, and which is part of the deal that I'm sure that also that he's worked his own henchman has been working for because he is a man of the people brought up from the streets, and we have seen that they have done nothing for those people. So now he is pushing forth to go ahead and make them better. At this point, if he had achieved it, he would then become king and rule all over Mousedom, kicking the shit out of anybody else coming in his way. The only reason why he is unable to succeed is only because of a dumb little other mouse detective who just is able to sneak his ass his way in. And he he, he likes the class structure where he's at because he's already high upper class. You know, he he gets what he wants. He gets fed. No, he, he you know, fuck the poor people down below, right? Radigan is all about the one thing that we all care about most right now. Eat the rich, bitch! Evan, I got a, I got a question. Um, is Mousedom a sovereign country? Obviously. <laughs> Uh, oh, can you find it on a map? <laughs> yeah, right here. It's right here, right next to the, um, uh, what's it, Toontown on fucking uh, Disneyland, motherfucker. Oh, oh, so it's not real. Oh, whoa, whoa, it's in fucking <laughs> Disneyland. It's real as fuck, motherfucker. Don't tell me that it ain't. <laughs> oh, okay, because um, because Prince John uh, achieves his goal, which is to rule England. Um, and it is short lived, yes, but he does achieve it. He pretty much soaks up all the wealth in Nottingham. Everyone in town is in jail. Um, 
except for except for Robin Hood, of course. But um, but that's his goal, and he does achieve it. Uh, you even said yourself, Rannigan, if he had achieved his goal, and he does not do that. So, but now, is that really his goal in the movie, though? Because in the movie, he's already said, achieve said goal. In the movie that we're talking about here, his goal is to get Robin Hood, which he doesn't. Um, he doesn't. In fact, he loses everything to Robin Hood. His power, his riches, his castle, his mother, everything. His niece. Well, we, I mean, God rest his her niece. soul. His niece. Oh. Oh. Um, you know, Robin Hood is tapping that niece, too. I will also say, Robin Hood did not burn down the castle. The Sheriff of Nottingham burned down the castle. Oh, he didn't help um, it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I will uh, also... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I had a point that I want to, that I do want to remember. Um, yeah, let's give it up for the henchman who burnt down oh, his castle. I remember now. Nine out of you're, talking about, you're talking about how Radigan is like this hero for the people and everything, but we're here to talk about who's the most fucking villainous, Evan. And you're gonna if, tell if me he's that, a hero of the people, that means he's not a villain, dog. You're going to tell me that a man who drowns widows and orphans is not a villainous motherfucker? Listen, but you said he's a hero for the people. He's here for the people. Help the people out. Prince John is yeah. here to help himself out. Well, he's a look, villain. I know that you're, you are all up for the high class. Like, you're all for saving the high class and fuck the poor people. All right? Absolutely. So, you, so, so Radigan wanting to fuck the high class over and you not giving a shit about the poor class, that's how much of a villain we see you at, motherfucker. That's you know, fine. you take this your is top the villain You go back to Amazon and take your Jeff Bezos shit with you. <laughs> okay, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Be- hey, next, let's do let's do corporate CEOs for the next villainous bracket. <laughs> That's the next one. We make us de- make us defend C- various CEOs. <laughs> ultra rich. Oh, that'll be great. Um, let's keep talking though. What what is PJ? Is is he who's more evil here, guys? That's what I want to know. I want to know whose endgame is more evil. Is it more evil to take over all of Mouse Dumb and set up your own fucking agenda or is it more evil to trap everybody in town and count all your money and and suck My, your from, from what i understand mousedom is like the 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 from the street up one foot across london is mm. what is like the bounds of mousedom well, here's my question with that, because if we're going to go off of real Disney rubric here, technically within Mousedom, that is a worldly kind of deal, because we do also see the same thing with the rescuers down under, or just the rescues themselves, that there is an entire Mousedom that spans the entire globe. The Mouseverse. Right? I mean, but so, but... so, if he is then said ruler of Mousedom, I would say that he for sure would have much more power and would be kicking a lot more fucking ass than just Nottingham. But, but in, naughty boy, like, if we're using rescuers as the yardstick to measure this, then like there's still humans in rescuers doing human level things. Like there's still the UN. And then there's like this small mouse UN that does different mouse business. Mm. So mm. my argue, my argument is that mousedom is not on a global scale significant. Can I ask hey. why the why the Mouse UN did nothing to help England in this troubling <laughs> time? Like, why did they just say, like, deal with it yourself? Because Radigan's got spots all over the world to help stop that shit. I do not believe there's evidence to support that claim. 
Well, I don't think There's... you have evidence to not support that claim and say that it's untrue. <laughs> I would say at the same point, at the same point for this, right, that uh, what uh, what was the big terror in England um, during the medieval times? What was the, the big scare? Crusades, right? Well, no, well no. the Crusades was retaking the, the Holy Land. Right, but there was also a big scare, something that caused millions to be dead and I bodies mean, that, to be burned. You're talking about and, the bubonic plague? Oh my God, and what could have caused that fucking plague? Goddamn mice and not victorian <laughs> era rats you fucking tell me this how many how many have died from the fucking bubonic plague being carried by said carriers that humans should be fucking scared of compared to your pity 200 of a fucking lion are you trying to say that that radigan don't is, take your seashell shit somewhere else are you trying to say radigan is multiple centuries old that motherfucker does not have an age. He's he wasn't, he wasn't there. He has nothing to do with the bubonic plague. That's racism. My Species, really. I have kind of a little prompt for this one, and then we'll move on to the face-off, which I'm actually very afraid of. <laughs> um, my last question is, if your villain won, talk to me about why you would have the most villainous endgame. So let's say Radigan wins. Basil smacks in the mousetrap or whatever or let's say that pj got robin hood and hung him or whatever it was um <laughs> what makes it more evil than the alternative well radigan of course being the evil genius that he is and knowing that he has the ability to accept new and upcoming technologies being able to take a toy maker to make his own fucking robot we could see that him taking all over Mousedom is just his first step. First, he takes over Mousedom. Then he takes over all pets. Soon, he's starting to wage war with the fucking humans because what the fuck are they going to do about it? He's so fucking smart. He's, they're not going to be able to get away with that shit. He's going to turn into his own little Adolf Hitler fucking taking over country by country by country. That motherfucker can't be stopped. Like I said, he's Napoleon of crime. He ain't going nowhere. Napoleon got stopped. Yeah, like, but that's because they didn't have the technology at the time. They got motherfucking coats now. Short. <clears throat> and so is Radigan. All right, PJ, um, what would happen if you won? Um, Unchecked subjugation of the peoples of England. They would all be in jail, taxed into prison, and Prince John would live a high-flying, rich life. Oh, boo-hoo. It's a villain. Sorry, I thought you were for the people, Evan, and yeah. you just boo-hoo <laughs> It's a villainous, it's a villainous mission. He he's like, give me all the money, fuck all y'all everywhere else. I'm gonna be honest with both of you. Uh <laughs> these arguments feel the same to me. And uh, like I, I I've given you both the same score here because I think that both of these boys have goals for their self to maintain or gain power um yeah which is notorious and evil but i i'm not seeing the clear winner for this round so you both received seven out of tens uh okay. for this yeah. round which brings us to the face off the head-to-head -head battle which almost always is the decider here <laughs> on mm. the villainous podcast um i pick up pj i pick up ratty gone and i drop them into an arena Head-to-head, face-off. Uh, who is walking out of there the victor? It's just nature. Prince John eats the fucker. We have never seen him eat a mouse, and there are mice in Robin Hood, so where is your evidence? 
he's everybody eats something, and if you're in an empty arena for long enough, he's gonna eat the other thing that's in there. It's just nature. So you're saying, so would he have even battle instincts, or he would just be vibing in there until he chomped down on Radigan? What do you? I mean, listen, he has the natural weapons of teeth and claws. Of teeth and claws. (laughs) And he's bigger than Radigan. He's a lion. Okay, what do you got? What's Radigan going to do with this little cape in his suit in the middle (laughs) with a fucking lion? Well, all right. So just to go ahead and see that if for you it obviously has to be a size thing if if radigan was the same size obviously he he couldn't still take prince john so it has to be that he's smaller but how about this right we see time and time again that prince john even though he has the best words is still constantly tricked left and right from somebody who has a better intelligence so who's to say radigan doesn't convince him in saying hey man we can go ahead and like fuck like fuck even fighting let's work together as a team right just going on to print going on to prince john's own vanity because that's all you really need to do to get that little motherfucker to listen to you right and then once you get on prince john's like ooh, i'm all on your side fucking stab him right through the fucking ear like the punk bitch that he is radigan radigan would actually fight we see radigan go hulk out he beat the fuck out of uh basil baker street he got those little tiny little claws that motherfucker can call the shit out of him and sure as you call him a dirty rat if you want to keep saying that maybe he does have some little fucking diseases but at the same point i'd say this as soon as prince john gets disarmed that motherfucker runs like the coward that he is and hides behind any fucking thing that he can he ain't got no spirit he ain't got no battle will that motherfucker will go running for the fucking hills he'll cry he'll beg he'll try to get the fuck out of there before anything even with a fucking rat that's that small get a fucking thorn in that lion's paw and he'll be down crying like a bitch that is not true he comes after his with a two by four relentlessly while surrounded by a castle that's on fire and yet that motherfucker that's because his never defends himself radigan will defend his ass radigan will defend himself you put any kind of confidence in front of prince john that motherfucker can't do shit not true. That is not true. Just like you're backing down now. I'm putting he all claps, my confidence in front of you. He claps Robin Hood in irons. You'd be, scared. You'd be scared of the aura I'd be putting on you. You'd be scared of my scared. fucking power and passion. I'm coming at you. Radigan is going to come for Prince John, ripping that motherfucker's mangy ass out. You, no. you know, good thing he doesn't have a fucking mane because that motherfucker would be hiding in that shit, biting the fuck out of him. He couldn't do shit. He's this, you're, you're, look, you're focusing on the wrong thing. And listen, he's a pipsqueak. He's a little tiny rat. So what, you saying small people can't do shit? Fuck you. When it's a rat versus a lion, I'll say that. I love making men in their 30s yell at each other over in movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> um, I think I'm ready. Mm. Wow, this was well fought, and I... It really came through for me right there at the end. Like, it's all become clear. Um, Here's the deal. Here's the haps, if you will. (laughs) Um, When it comes down to it, one of these villains is capable, capable of an excess of violence, and the other one's just not. Um, And so for that reason, I got to give it up. And our winner, and moving on to the next round, is Radigan. Wow. He is capable of violence. He has committed murders in his film. 
you know, I think that Prince John would crack and I think he would rather cry to mommy than, uh, I'm, than give it up. And I think that without his hench people and, and the political power, he's not going to be able to last very long hmm. in the arena. So it's putting people in the hangman's noose all the time, but yeah, go on about how he never killed. Anybody. I saw no one die in that movie. I saw a couple in uh, great mass <clears throat> detective. Um, <laughs> So with that said, gentlemen, well thought. Uh, Evan, you will be back again in another round of the face-off. Um, but so enjoy, quick- enjoy the one victory. The guy with <laughs> no powers and only... Because it'll be certainly up against somebody that has some oh kind of magic gosh. shit. Yeah, we'll Bring see. it. Those motherfuckers are also scared of rats anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> We'll see about that. I feel, I feel bad for who's in the second round with you. <laughs> Radigan will not be stopped. I will be bringing his tyranny for the entire podcast. Don't be getting on me on this. <laughs> you piece of shit, I'm here. I'm Radigan. Oh, my God. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much. I want to give you both a chance uh, real quick to plug because uh, we all are <laughs> part of the Party Fish Network. So, Rob, why don't you talk a little bit about Party Fish uh, real quick? Let's work our way up. Let's have Evan yeah. talk about say the oh, day first. Okay. Well, whatever you say, producer Rob, go ahead, Evan. <laughs> All right, Bossy, I'll take care of that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I run um, a D&D storytelling adventure podcast called Save the D8. Uh, Robert here is uh, one of the players on on the show, and uh, I'm the DM. And it's a pretty good – It's a it's a good hour-long uh, per episode – continuing story that we have going on we just reached season two um and our our heroes have just finished saving the world uh and now have gone on vacation and they're now uh looking to go and save uh uh, save some other people um that they have saved up including robert's uh character's family that's true yeah i'm the worst at DD on the show so it's it's very fun (laughs) um i get reminded about the rules often (laughs) uh rob go ahead and talk to us a little bit about party fish yeah totally um so yeah everybody you're listening to the villainous podcast which is a show on our network and co-op party fish media um that's produced by me um and a couple other buddies quasi phillips and will paulson um and it's here in seattle uh and um same with save the d8 is a show that's been around for a few years um and yeah, that's um, kind of our whole thing is like, we just want to lower the barriers to access for podcasting for people. Um, I produce a couple shows on the network um, and host them too. It's going to sound like I do every show on the network, which isn't true. There's shows I'm not involved <laughs> with. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, like so 50%. it's a lot of, I mean, that's not, I don't make people put me in their shows, I think. He forced um, me, guys. He's forced me to let him be on this episode. I made her put me, me on the show. My show if I didn't have it. She made me come lose on her show. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but yeah, it, it, we're up to, I think, like eight shows right now. Um, when this comes out, um, there's another show starting soon called Gays Making um, that our good friend Grayson produces that's, you know, conversations with LGBTQIA um creators artists makers of any kind um so check that out when it drops on may 27th um and yeah wherever wherever you listen to podcasts you can search party fish media um and all of our shows will come up um so you can sift through them and see what you know what strikes your interest um but but yeah you can uh, if you if you want to start a podcast don't know where to start um you can hit us up partyfishmedia at gmail or at partyfishmedia 
um, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. We're having a good time. Yeah. I will say, um, I am a podcast lover, but had no idea what to do. And Party Fish has made this process of starting the Villainous Podcast absolutely uh, a delightful, very easy to do um, because of the guidance that I've been getting and the helpful tips and tricks and coaching has really, really significantly helped. Um, so I highly recommend. That sounds like, um, and and this isn't at all because Robert is is currently uh, threatening me through the camera that you can't see this is an audio That's podcast. He's not forcing me to say this, I swear. Slander. Robert, um, put the knife down. <laughs> slander. Uh, I think it's hearsay. I'm not How sure. How am I going to uh, put up this cheese board? Just kidding. Anyway, all that said, that if, you do, like a cheese. <laughs> if you do want to start a podcast, I highly recommend uh, reaching out. Uh, with that said, folks, we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to Party Fish Media for having us on the network. Thank you for, to Christopher Bjarke for that slap and intro outro music. You can find him on SoundCloud. Uh, thank you to Evan and Rob for being on the show. Until next time, keep it vile, keep it dastardly, and most importantly, come back to find out who will be the most fiendish of them all. Bye! Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliot Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.